along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And joining me is my co-host, the lovely Blonde Bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, hello. Hi, everybody. Hope you all survived the snowstorm we had up here in the Northeast. We came out unscathed. A little bit of snow. We get it every year. Yeah, we do. It all seems to come the last weekend of the month of January. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, strange. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Massachusetts. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, this show is, I mean, this show is brought to you by uh, good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon and uh, members of the Go yeah, Dead Air Society and uh, also Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Lock, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. So, Anne. Ron. I, I have... A bunch of questions. People have been sending us questions over the well over a time period. Let's believe okay. that. <laughs> and uh, so I finally decided that we should take a show together to address some of these questions. Okay. So this is cool. what this show is about. And you can join us if you have a question. You can come to the Tojinet chat room. And uh, where is the Tojinet chat room? Anyway, I get, I'm not. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have to is. look for it. You got to look. Yeah, I know. But it's there. To, okay, so you can join us in the Tojanet chat room and ask us a question, or you can, uh, I don't know, whatever. You always go on Facebook and, and uh, pop a question in on there as well, and we'll take that. So sure. there you go. All right. Anyway, so are you ready, for, you ready for some of these Sh- oh, special questions? I can't wait. Wow. So question number one. Hi, Anna Ron. I am a longtime listener of this show. I have a question for you. You have many guests on your show on various subjects. Do you believe everything they say? If not, why do you have them on the show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. What's your thoughts? Uh, do I believe everything they say? I do like to keep an open mind. Um, yeah. I, I guess the ultimate answer to that question is no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm afraid to say that. I, I mean, can be. I don't want people to think that I'm just like, no, I don't listen to anything you, you say. or It's all lies because that's no. not true. Well, they um, don't know who, who we, we believe and who we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, some people I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody is... Um, comes across as genuine if yeah. that makes sense and i i like to give people the benefit of the doubt and i like to keep an open mind so i will say that but i think that sometimes you might have somebody looking to promote their 
location, their quote unquote haunted location. And book. maybe it's, yeah, a book or whatever, you know. So maybe it's not 100%. Maybe it's a little bit exaggerated, but that's my answer. I don't okay. know if that is an answer, but it's my yeah, answer. It's, it's your, answer. <laughs> your answer? Own it. That's how I feel. You know, I, it, yeah. you can tell I, I, I have feeling, a feeling when I feel like somebody's being really genuine mm-hmm. and truthful and seems like a real nice person. And it's not, mm-hmm. I don't think other people aren't nice people, but maybe yeah, there's. You're digging a big hole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. I'll shut up now. Okay. What about you, Ron? I, 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 yeah. First of all, I, I, you know, various subjects, I, and there are certain subjects, like for instance, reincarnation, that I don't believe it. But yet I have people on the show on reincarnation because I think it's, our job is is hosts, radio hosts, and and also as investigators and researchers in the paranormal, is to look at all sides of the uh, the story. And if there are things that we don't believe in, I mean, at least we we should try to understand it. And I've done that ever since I started investigating paranormal. So that's why I'm on the show. And do I believe in? Uh, and, and it has nothing to do with the people. I believe the people believe yeah. what they're talking about, but right. it's just right. the subjects I do not believe in particularly. Okay. But it's my job to present various sides of the parallel. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. And that's absolutely, you know, the, the follow-up to that was, you know, why do you listen to them or why do you have them on the show? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we want to look at it from all sides and, even if we had someone on and we didn't particularly have 100% agreement or faith in that, mm-hmm. other people might. So Exactly. Yeah. And it's their beliefs. I mean, it's not our beliefs necessarily, but it's their beliefs. So, right. you know, they believe it. You know, as Steve always said, do you believe in, if somebody asks him if he believes in ghosts, he always says, I believe people believe in ghosts. And and that's pretty much, you know, these people believe in what they're, they're pushing, they're selling, they're their own beliefs or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to talk about. And uh, so, Mm. you know, that's their beliefs. So not necessarily mine anyway. Right. Okay. So next one, Uh, as paranormal investigators, what is your favorite piece of equipment? (laughs) Oh my goodness. We've been asked this a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty standard question, but. Mm. Mm hmm. My favorite piece of equipment is, and I've always said it's, it's my, I generally have a camera in my hand, a a video camera in my hand when I'm investigating. So that's my favorite piece of equipment. I mean, beyond that, uh, my pendulum and not that a video camera is going to help me see if there's ghosts or not, but you never know. There's always that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I am big, really big on documenting things and that's the field I'm in. So it kind of falls to my method of investigation is that I'm, I'm always going to be recording. So. Yeah. And, I do and the I, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, uh, if, you know, if, if I had to pick one piece of equipment and, Steve will be drooling over his grave on this, is that <laughs> I, I believe I like an EMF meter because I believe there is some correlation 
especially working with Maureen between EMF and what she's telling me. So that's an intriguing in itself because I don't know if she is producing the, the fields or from her or mm-hmm. when she connects or, or what it is. But uh, yeah, I always loved an EMF and, and, and only because of the correlation at times between uh, what a medium will tell me and the the meter itself. You know, I'm not talking necessarily even measuring the EMF to an accurate percentage. For instance, just using a plain old uh, cell sensor or a ghost meter uh, where, where it goes off. And, and, you know, if they say, for instance, this was a spirit here and, a, and the meter goes off and Mm-hmm. Uh, then they say the spirit's gone, it's going off. Where I find that intriguing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there's some type of correlation. I don't know if the person yeah. itself produces that field, but I think there is a correlation. So I, I'm going to say, and I'm sorry, Steve, and the EMF reader. <laughs> it, it doesn't even have to be a good one. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I, I honestly, the 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 time we were down in New York at the. Uh, That's funny. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. At the, the uh, Collinwood, the Collinwood, yeah, and we had all our meters in the middle of one table in the other room from where <laughs> you guys were doing. I don't even know glass swirling. I don't know. I was running around with my video camera. Yep. And all that you, Leslie's like, I feel this really, you know, heavy male presence here, and all the freaking meters going boop 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 boop. boop. They're all going off, all of them. There was like I don't know how many on the table, six. Uh. And they just randomly all started flipping out and going crazy. And I do have that on, you know, in a, in a video file. Is it, I think that's on our YouTube channel on, on the Collinwood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, the, we did a show on the Collinwood yeah. and uh, it should be in there. If, if and I, so right. what other explanation? And then, you know, you were asking, you were all asking more questions and asking more questions and then. You got to a point, and Leslie was like, "I think he's gone," and they all stopped. I know they all just stopped. So yeah. that is going to be the most remarkable thing that I have ever seen in relation to EMF meters. Yes, yeah. I mean I've seen similar things even in the public ghost hunts with with people. Uh, the one, the most notorious one that I talk about, of course, is the one at the Wyndham where the the grandmother and the grandson had. Uh, uh, the grandmother bought the the, the grandson the, the ghost hunt as a as a present, a birthday present. Ah. And uh, her husband had recently passed, and we were at a oh. place that was uh, six of us together. And, and Maureen was connecting with this some woman mm-hmm. spirit. And the of the six EMF meters, four of them were going off while she was connecting. Mm-hmm. And the the mother, the grandmother, and the, and the uh, grandsons were not. And then I had had a huh. switch meters with somebody they actually you know would they handed them a meter that was blaring and mm-hmm. they picked it up and it went dead as soon as they picked it up oh. and then when they got their meter it just went blaring again and so to me that the, the relationship we we came up with the idea that perhaps uh it was the grandfather who recently passed was was trying to connect mm-hmm. uh with them through uh the spirit that was in the uh at at the the one with Maureen was communicating with, but I, ah. I found that 
that was, I found that interesting anyway. That is so. really interesting. And yeah. you have to wonder too when, and like there were quite a few people, like when you have that many people in a room, you know, is it just because they're excited and maybe they're throwing off that energy and then. Oh yeah, sure. You know, and then when Leslie's like, oh, you know, I, I feel like he's gone. Everybody's kind of like, ooh. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, who really knows? But it, it's it's measuring something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So let me mark that one down. <laughs> Ron's got uh, all the questions, folks. I do. I have all the questions. <laughs> I have a ton of questions, actually. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's uh, what's this one I just saw here that I want. Uh, okay, Ron, I know you have written three books with Maureen. Is it hard to get them published? That's one question. And the second part of this is, Anne, do you think you'll write a, ever write one? No. <laughs> you want me to answer the second part first? Or yeah. you want yeah. to start? I would love to write a book. Mm -hmm. I would. Um, maybe someday. Right now, my I feel like my life is a little too busy. Maybe it will always be too busy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just feel for me to do something like that, I would have to be devoting probably, you know, 90% of my time to it. And it while, does take a lot of time. Yeah. While yeah. I'm working full time, I don't feel that I can undertake that. And, you know, working full time and doing all my other little side gigs that I do, the face painting and the henna and the ghost hunting and ghost chronicle stuff and all of that. And, and, you know, a social life, family. But I feel like to get, just to get yourself in a position situated, and I find this with anything that is worthwhile that you want to do, you have to get situated. You have to get in the zone. You have to get in the zone, and once you get in the zone, you don't want to be distracted and get out of the zone, because then what your thought process is kind of goes out the window. Mm -hmm. And I find that when, when I'm editing something big and something that's creative, I like everybody to just leave me alone, and I will close the door and go in the edit bay or be up in front of my computer and say, just don't bug me. Cause once like you get that disruption, you're like, ah, okay, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Yep. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very lengthy. Sorry. But, no, that's not. <laughs> but that's no, not truly how I feel be. about yeah. if you're going to work on something. That's you have you to have devote to the time to it. Exactly. That's what you have to do when you have to get in that mindset. And, and all the books that Maureen and I wrote, we, that's exactly what we did. It took us quite a big deal. And, and, and most people think you just, when you write a book, you just uh, sit down and write your stuff and bang, you're done. No, no it's got to be written and rewritten and it goes to a publisher or the, mm -hmm. the uh, editor and it's edited mm -hmm. and uh, it goes back sometimes and can go back two or three times. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot of work to it. And as far as getting published now, uh, that's a little bit trickier. Um, you can, there are, there are several ways you can get an agent first of all, and they, they'll approach publishers. Uh, first, let me tell you right off the bat, it's very, very solid. And you're going to get rich in writing books. Right. So I can Unless tell you Stephen that right King. now. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're doing fiction, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, which this would not be if this is actually uh, nonfiction. Uh, then, yeah, it's it, it's it, you're never going to get rich on it. Uh, it. It's if you can go to a reputable publisher, there's a lot of times you can get a uh, an advance on it. But advance thinks that people are paying they're paying you for the book, but it's really just an advance on your royalties. In other words, is they'll right. say, okay, I'll give you, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars. Uh, uh, you, you, you know, we'll take that back out of your royalties. So you, you'll won't see royalties for quite a while until you pay that money back that they gave you. So it's like a loan on your on your right. on your book. Yeah. Uh, so so that keep that in mind. And then, then if the fire is getting published there, I mean, so many people self-publish now you can do it. It's fairly simple. Uh, Amazon will you can do it through Amazon uh, real easy. Um, that's one way to go. Uh, the other way, of course, you can always try Schiffler. Schiffler is is pretty lenient, especially in the paranormal. Um, they're fairly easy to get into, but uh, you're not going to make crap on them going through them and sometimes you have to sign deals to do more than one book so you're you're tied to them for a little while too so anyway so yep that's that's my thoughts on that anyway and then if you like say you have a resurgence people decide for whatever reason oh i want to get a copy of this book but they don't publish it anymore i think Tim Weisberg ran into this problem with his haunted items. Mm -hmm. He did a book about haunted. Tim, haunted. Tim and uh, uh, Bazano. They yes. wrote that together. Yeah. And he couldn't get any more copies of it. Nope. And out of people, print. yeah, it was out of print. People wanted him. And unless he wanted to pay a lot of money, mm -hmm. and, and I don't even know if then, if they would even reprint it. So. Yeah, the, the the problem is, it's first of all, you, you've got to own the rights to the book. If you don't own the rights to the book, you're totally screwed. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the first thing. Even if you want to do a, more or print more, you can't do it because you don't own the rights to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is that uh, most publishers, if they you are selling their books, they, they don't care now because now they can do print on demand pretty mm -hmm. easy so otherwise they don't stock books and like your book won't be in a bookstore or anything but it, it'll be available like through amazon or through their own website so mm -hmm. uh print on demand uh has saved a lot of books that would normally be out of print and and not available anymore so mm -hmm. keep that in mind and and mm -hmm. When, when you look into it, there's so many other things that you have to look at. For instance, uh, TV rights, movie rights, all this, uh, uh, what do you call it, e-book e rights, uh, mm -hmm. audio rights. There's, there's lots of rights that and you, you have to be careful what you sign because if you give those away, you sometimes give it away money. So keep mm. that in mind as well. All right. Good okay, so I hope I answered your question. Okay. Sometimes on the show you discuss things other than ghosts. What is your <laughs> what is your reasoning behind that? And by the way, I do enjoy these episodes. So 
Ah. I, I think that's my fault, right? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> it's only because I have a, a great interest in, in so many different things. And the paranormal, I mean, originally Ghost Chronicles started out as, you know, basically a ghost. Uh, it was the New England Ghost Bride. In fact, you can still hear the New England. This is New England Ghost Bride. It says in the beginning of the opening. Right. Uh, it, it was basically about the New England Ghost Project and our investigations. And then uh, I just let my interest of, you know, and the show's been on for 20 years, so it's not going to change name now. Right. But uh, uh, my int- I let my interest go. And, and in so many interesting things in the world that uh, are paranormal or are just interesting. And so if that's why we bring it up sometimes. And, mm. and, and it's good for a change, too. That's true. And and the other thing is, you know, okay, if you get like a, a it's like a blueprint for the. And Steve and I talked about this before, which is why the Ghost Chronicles International has grown so popular, is that we discuss certain subjects, and we have very few guests on because most of the shows that are on there have the same guests on, and it's the same questions and the, the same old same old basically. Mm-hmm. So by doing different things, it adds variety to it. And some you know sometimes. They're not good. Sometimes they are. So it is what it is. So that's why we do it. It's my fault. Blame me. Leave me alone. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes life happens and we might have a guest all lined up. And then the guest. That's true, too. Suddenly is like, Disappears. whoops, can't do it tonight. Or, yeah, we've had oh, times. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, we've had times. Toginet is calling the guest. And Roy, poor Roy's like, uh. Your guest isn't answering. <laughs> and then we're yeah. like, oh, snap. <laughs> now what? Yeah. And it's yeah. it's a last minute uh, jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that happens. It's called life. Yeah. Okay. So this is from an all-time listener, and uh, this more addressed to me than you. And just curious, whatever happened to Maureen? Well, because Maureen was my co-host for many, many years. Uh, she's still doing her thing. Uh, she she does tarot reading and she does uh, uh, she's written a couple of fiction books, young children's paranormal fiction. Uh, yes. Which you can, uh, they're very good. Yeah, very good, see. by the way. And says they're very good. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's she's working full time in, in the real world, unlike me. And uh <laughs> You know, that's what she's doing. We still occasionally go out uh, investigating together and everything. We're, we're still in close contact. But, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what happened to Maureen. Life happened mm-hmm. to her, I guess you would say. Yeah. And I think, and I love Maureen, don't get me wrong. I think at this point in time, I, I've kind of lost track of how many years I've been doing this show. But Long, it, More longer than her. It was a lot. <laughs> longer than Maureen but uh I love Maureen and we are friends and she's a very sweet person and I always enjoy working with her as well so yeah all right next question do you watch the various paranormal shows on tv if so (laughs) what's your favorite (laughs) Uh no yeah I don't I don't tend to watch them because I can't stand the hype. And, and uh, quite frankly, they're they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, they really they really really are. I kind of liked the one where they were locked in 
that was Kat- Katarina and uh, see, no I can't even I can't even remember the name. I, of the show. Yeah, I mean, I occasionally see a show, but I don't watch any of them. Really, yeah, uh, I really don't. Frankly. They used to lock them in or whatever. They'd be at this location overnight, 24 hours or over a weekend or whatever. And they'd Ghost sleep Adventures there. Ghost Adventures used to do that. Yeah, it wasn't Ghost Adventures. I know, but they uh, used to do that. Yeah, I kind of liked that that one. But I, obviously you can say it made a big impression on me because I can't remember the name of it. And I don't yeah. know if it's still on, but nope, I don't watch them. Yeah, you know what's funny? I like the original ones the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I used mm-hmm. to watch Most Haunted all the time. And I, right, I loved me too. Most Haunted. Uh, I thought it was really entertaining. And mm-hmm. it got to show cool places and everything else. Uh, even I even liked uh, the one with Chris Fleming, uh, Dead Famous, which I thought was a, a neat little show. Uh you know, I, as far as the validity of them as paranormal investigations, that might be another story. But I, th- right. I thought they were intriguing and I enjoyed watching them. Mm-hmm. But I don't watch E, so. Yeah, Are you I kidding don't... me? Two minutes already? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, got, we, got our... we haven't even got through many questions. All right. Well, All right, so much. We, got, we have plenty we, we to got... talk about. We got two minutes left, uh, so I want to bring up uh, this one here. I'll take this one because I can make it quick. Ron, how is the Sea Serpent project going? And uh, as you know, I'm working on a Sea Serpent or Lake Monster documentary. Uh, It's on totally on hold uh, because of the the unpleasantness of this COVID thing. And Mm. uh, but I hope to get back to it. I am still doing research on it, so that part of it is still active. But as far as you know, recording any eyewitnesses or or anything uh, going places. We're really not doing it. Anyway, we do have to wrap it up So for the break. And uh, we've got a ton of questions here. Um, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. And in this show, we're answering some of your questions that you sent me through me to me for through the years. Oh, should I say years? Ooh. Anyways, we're brought to you by uh, right here on Toji 9 Pararex Radio. Brought to you by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, you too can become a member. Uh, check out Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. There's over 30 videos that are exclusive to Patreon members. And Circles of Wisdom 386 Memorack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. Nicolette Messier Family Law Group 15 High Street, North End, Massachusetts. We'll be right back with your questions. you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, 
and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And tonight, we're answering your questions. Yes, we are. Aha. A lot of them, too. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at some of these other ones that are interests. Uh, there's a lot of them about ghosts and stuff. That So, this, what, to you, what constitutes evidence of a ghost? Hmm. Uh, I I think something constituting evidence of a ghost would be some kind of physical uh, physical manifestation. You know, in a, something moving, something maybe an apparition. Uh, and I think that if I get a lot of strong uh, EVPs that I I happen to think that is also good evidence of someplace being haunted. Okay. I'm not sure what I would really, you know, constitute evidence. It would be kind of like, you know, the day the earth stood still with the yeah. UFOs <laughs> land on the, the White House. I mean, it would be kind of like if a ghost appeared and you could actually converse with it and physically see you know physically converse with it uh, kind of like the uh bell witch haunting uh the the story about that is is uh you know that to me that would be uh pretty good solid evidence and uh this this other question uh, actually goes along with it's uh, there's so much evidence of ghosts that people have collected on the internet and tv shows do you believe it's real Oh, because huh. they asked what constitutes ghosts. I mean, so under my definition of that, I, I, I wouldn't consider it as evidence of ghosts. I consider it uh, something that needed to be investigated. But uh, I don't know. It, it's, there's so much. And, and, and the sad part about it, so many things can be faked nowadays, right. especially photographs, yeah. digital photographs. Yeah. Mm hmm. I I would agree with that. It's it's very difficult. Even if you know, uh, I had a full body apparition appear to me right now, standing next to me while I was doing the show. I'm the only one who saw it. Who's going to believe me? It's true. I could have a photograph of it, and someone would say that's fake. You did that yeah. in Photoshop. There's too many. There's too many ways to just you know lose that battle. This. The pitfalls of living in a 
uh, electronic generation, I guess. And the, bene uh, the benefits and the pitfalls. <laughs> uh, John asked an interesting question. You want to take it since? Can oh, you read? Yeah. Hold on. Let me put my glasses back on. Uh, John asks, what if the role is reversed? In a ghost point of view, maybe the ghosts are investigating the human and we're haunting them. <laughs> That's a good question, John. Yeah, somewhere in another dimension, they're wondering who we are. <laughs> Do you want to hear something extremely bizarre? Yes, of course. So, as you know, We've been conducting the red light seance for oh, almost 10 years now. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And last night at the seance, uh, we connected with a spirit or a ghost that was doing a red light seance on the other side. Stop it. So it was basically a connection. Uh, and this is not believe it or not uncommon mm -hmm. there are uh, beliefs that there are groups on the other side that are, are trying to connect with us the same way as we oh try gosh. to connect with them and an evp they'll tell you that as well so huh. uh so yeah i i think that that can happen john i hate to tell you but uh wow see we can uh, continue this in the afterlife ron yeah wonderful <laughs> <laughs> ghost chronicles after death no It'll be uh, live chronicles now. <laughs> yeah, live chronicles. Live chronicles. <laughs> oh, just shoot me. All <laughs> uh, right. Just when you thought you could relax. <laughs> yeah. Ah, crap. I got to do this again. Oh, my God. I got to do this for all eternity. Oh, well. It's uh, another, <laughs> more questions on uh, evidence. And I hear many EVPs on the internet and on TV shows. But a lot of them are not really clear. And sometimes I hear something totally different than what they are saying. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I know that one for me anyway. I think it's okay if you're hearing something different. Mm -hmm. um, just because someone tells you what they heard doesn't mean that that's what it said. Absolutely. And the problem with, with that, of course, is that by them telling you what it says, it's, it's basically a form right. of pareidolia. You're actually listening to hear those particular phases. If you're unaware of what it's supposed to say uh, and, and you listen to it, and, and, and that's the proper, by the way, that is the proper way to analyze EVPs, is that when you hear something, you capture that thing, you, you play it back for someone else. And, uh, you know, they write down what mm -hmm. they hear. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's, that's the way it goes. And a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, I, I, as you know, I, I taught paranormal CSI at uh, Northern Essex. And that's one of the things we talked about was independent uh, verification of things. And that's not what you get on the internet in these TV shows. They're telling you what you should be hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not... Mm -hmm necessarily what you're hearing but they're telling you what you should be hearing according mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh and, and we know i mean there are there are people like our good friend mike marquartz who, who gets tons of EPs, and some mm -hmm. of his EPs 
uh, totally garbage to me. I mean, honestly, <laughs> and I'm not, I don't mean anything against Mike, but, no, I know. you know, he says, it says this. And I said, I don't hear that at all. I mean, yeah. it's just not what it is. And then he says, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm attuned to it. I can hear it a little, you know, but I don't mm-hmm. know. It is what it is. I, I, I agree, you know, and I love Mike and, but he hears stuff that I would never pull out of that. I'm like, I hear, I know it. That's what I hear. And he, he's like, oh, it says this. It does? Okay. <laughs> but that's what he hears. It's that's true. what he hears. That's not what I hear. That's not what you hear. Everybody hears something different, I think. So. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's bad or it's wrong. It's just not what you hear. Okay. So this is another one. Uh, did you ever think about investigating places outside of New England? How come I never see you at any of the Paracons? I would love <laughs> to meet meet the both of you in person. Oh. Uh, so I have we invest? I have investigated places outside of US. Been in Gettysburg. Been in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, not Atlanta. Uh, wherever the hell that was, someplace in Georgia. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And other places as well. In New York, we went up to. Uh, but yeah, we I we I definitely don't travel uh, a lot um, for a lot of reasons. But uh, right. and as far as paracons, I mean, uh, I do my own thing usually, and and uh, I have gone to other ones. Uh, you know, I was part of ghost ghostology in uh, Gettysburg when. Uh, Jeff Belanger did that 100 years ago. And, uh, you know, we did the Ocean State Paracon uh, a little yeah. while ago. But for the most part, I usually uh, don't go to them. And, uh, yeah, I should probably pimp myself more. And the other things, <laughs> I don't get asked all that much either. So there you go. Right. <laughs> and honestly, so we're also human and... <laughs> we can't really always afford because wherever there's yep. there's paracons and there's things out of state i mean i don't always have the money to go True. here there and everywhere and i have a full-time job and i can't just say oh bye i'm gonna go here for a week or there for a week and i just i don't have the time or the money to always do that and it- I have, I agree. I totally agree with you. And that's mm. also with me. Uh, this question is also, I guess we could kind of answer that for it is, uh, uh, did you ever think of coming over here to the UK? <laughs> and oh, the answer God, is yes, 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 and yes. yes In fact, yes, I have yes. started my own uh, UK uh, slush fund uh, that I have started <laughs> to save for it. So I my goal is to be over there sometime. I have no no uh, idea when, but uh, someday. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Love yeah. to do that. Absolutely. I have so many friends over there that... Yeah. yeah. Bring Anyways. us to the spooky haunted castles yeah. and pubs. And my my yeah. plan is to go, to, go into Ireland, uh, over to Wales, and up to Scotland. So that's mm-hmm. my plan eventually. Nice. But which may change. Anyway, uh, this goes along with this too, and this is for Anne. When you go, when you when you and Ron go on adventures, which I love hearing about, by the way, <laughs> does your husband complain? 
that's funny. Ah, uh, sometimes, sometimes. He does. Sometimes. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know what? He doesn't complain because I'm going. He does not. My husband misses me when Aww. I'm gone. He doesn't like to be alone. Aww. And he misses me terribly when I leave. And I mean, we always, you know, we'll we'll talk every day, and he'll say I miss you, and you know, when he coming home. <laughs> But that, um, that's, he doesn't, it's not that I'm going, it's, it's that he'll be alone. Honestly, that's my most 100% honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, another question for you. And I know you're big on cemeteries. What are your thoughts about people who go ghost hunting in them at night? Are there ghosts in cemeteries? Well... That's a two-parter, so it's actually two different separate so things. So my opinion on ghost hunting, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. on ghost hunting in cemeteries is I think it's a waste of time. I don't, at cemeteries, I usually feel nine times out of ten are the most peaceful places in the world. Unless you go to Spidergate. <laughs> That's all. Spidergate. <laughs> Spidergates, yeah. Ron's Just shoot me. <laughs> number one. Disappointment. Disappointment. In his life. <laughs> um, Spider Gates is also very peaceful, and I don't think there's I don't think there's ghosts there because I if I were a ghost that would be the last place on my list where I would want to spend my time. Um, but there are a lot of reports here of of spirits in the cemetery. You know, uh, even even New England is there's several reports, uh, but. You know, yeah. like uh, Resurrection Mary, for instance, is a famous one mm-hmm. in Chicago. But there's one up down in Rhode Island. I forget the the heck her name is. But there's a lot of different. Just what about the idea of investigating in cemeteries? Do you find it disrespectful? I don't find it disrespectful. Tromping on graves at night. Uh well, maybe a little. I I. You yelled at I, me if I stepped in a grave. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, you did. We, we were in that thing you yelled at me. What thing? Did. What? what thing? We went, when we went out to the Houghton Mansion, you know, we went to the cemetery there, and I was going to, was, oh, it was the Houghton Mansion, was that on? Whatever. And you, no, it wasn't Houghton Mansion, it was another one. And I was going to, don't you step on that grave. I was like, oh, okay, no, fine. I don't know what. Whatever. I don't think you should step on a grave like the yeah. actual stone. Yeah. Oh, but, I think that's what it was. I think it was laid down, a stone that had laid down. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. But I don't think, I don't know that it's really disrespectful. But no, I just don't think it's not my thing. If somebody said, "Oh, you want to go on a ghost hunt in a cemetery?" I'd kind of be like, "No, not really." I go in the daytime though. I, any day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just don't think that's where it's at, and. Yeah, I, I, I don't, maybe there's plenty of examples of people saying some cemetery is haunted and that may be true or not, but I've just never run across it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. My experience. And I've been in a lot of cemeteries. So That's for sure. Trust yeah. me. I find Trust it me, people. Generally, yeah. <laughs> Generally peaceful. I'm always dragging Ron into some cemetery somewhere. Come on, mm-hmm. come on. Gotta look at this. 
anyway. All right. Uh, I enjoyed the episode on the Spirit Board Museum. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I loved that place. What are your thoughts on Ouija boards? Do you use them? Mm -hmm. We certainly have and certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your thought? Of? Do you think they're evil? Do you think, uh, are they real? Are they just a game? Or? I don't think they're evil, and I just think it's just another form of spirit communication. That's how I look at Ouija boards, and I think they're really cool as an art form. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm fascinated by them. Mm -hmm. I think a I lot have, of people are. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple in the house in my my little art studio, and I enjoy them. I uh, I find them fascinating. I I enjoy them quite a bit. Um, the to me they they're not necessarily an evil or a, I mean they're nothing more than a tool uh, right. for community. And, and and if you by the way if you think the spirit is moving the planchette around unless there's nobody touching it, then okay I'll give you that. But uh, the the pre person on the board is definitely uh, whether consciously or subconsciously, they're moving it. Now, the spirit may be working through them, which is what a lot of people say. But uh, yeah, it's it, you can you can you can actually prove that so easily too. So mm. uh, anyway, okay. In fact, I I have uh, yeah, it's sitting in my desk over there. I have a planchette that's uh, designed to measure pressure. So that if people are pushing, it oh. can actually uh, demonstrate that uh, it is being pushed. And so. Yeah, but if yes. if it is a spirit communicating with you, how do you know the spirit's not putting that force on the person's hand? They're working through you. I mean, if right. you believe, yeah. So it doesn't it's, mean it's 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 bull. I didn't say it was bull. Not not that I say it is bull. I just okay. say it's conscious or subconscious. The person doing it uh hands on it is is moving it whether the spirit is using them to move it is okay. another story uh okay. but it's it's you know it's the same as dowsing i mean it, it, if you think that a spirit is moving the pendulum then you didn't listen to my lessons because we all know that subconsciously we are moving that pendulum uh we we if you do it properly and you don't influence it in any way then subconsciously you are doing it but does that mean that it's fake or any less valid no because that information is coming somewhere it's coming through you somewhere so it's it's not that it's any of the stuff is bunk it's just how it's perceived is is the important thing now i mean the ouija board they perceived and a lot of people perceive it as evil uh, we know haunted locations that open up their places to ghosts, and but they don't allow Ouija boards. Ouija boards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a tool, just like anything else. I mean, tarot cards. Tarot cards are a tool. They're not anything supernatural or thing, uh, you know. Uh, but you don't need tarot cards. All it is is a tool. I mean, I demonstrated that at uh, Spirit Course one year when I took all the contents out of my pocket, threw it on a t uh, on the table, and did a reading with the contents in my pocket. And it's it's just a tool, and it, it, you know that's what it is. So mm -hmm. if you 
want to believe it's evil, well, knock yourself out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good episode, by the way. Oh yeah, we had we had a great time. Yeah. I'd love to go back there. Oh, we will. Um, yeah, and the other, I mean, I, I had so many experiences with the parents of Ouija board. I had the Ouija board tell me I was going to die, and it was telling me I'm going to die that night. And well, <laughs> I'm still here. Still as far here. As I know. As far as I know, I, mean, I could be dead. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're dead, then the rest of us are all dead, too. So. <laughs> I don't know. I could be an apparition. Nah. Hmm. Nah. You, you know, that, that's, uh, yeah, no, 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 don't laugh, but, uh, uh, I was, uh, there was a, a famous psychic from Maine, uh, Vicky something or other, Vicky something, oh, what's her name, Vicky, well, whatever, and I was driving with her to con one time, and, and uh, she sees dead people, I says, well you, well, you see dead people, she says, yeah, and I says, what do they look like, and they says, they look like, well, she says, you see, see that guy sitting on the side of the road, I says, yeah, well, he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Am I clicking a pen? Yes, I am. Stop it. <laughs> I keep hearing click, 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 click. What is that? It's Making a me pen. crazy. Put it it's down. Walk I, away I, have to mark, I have to mock you so I know I read them. Oh, well, stop clicking it. <laughs> I will stop clicking it. I will try to stop <laughs> clicking it. <laughs> People like you make videographers mental. I know that. Oh my God! I make everybody how, mental. Ah, uh, yeah, this is true. How many meetings have I recorded? And one of the one of the people is sitting there, just click it, click, click it, click, click it, click. And I and I used to have a selectman who would do that. And mm -hmm. I finally said to him, and I was fairly new, but I finally said, like a month into the job, I'm like, Dave, put that freaking pen down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't stop clicking that pen. <laughs> okay, okay, but I digress. Come on, squeeze some more questions in. <laughs> Another question for you, Anne. All right. Uh, Anne, I know you did a ghost hunting television show before. Do you think you'll ever do another? No. <laughs> no? No. Actually, I am. It's called Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. But, <laughs> oh, it's an incredible amount of work. It is. So much work. And as a matter of fact, I did that show when I was still working just part-time at... Uh, EB Cam. Mm -hmm. So now I have been at EB Cam for 15 years now. I, when I went full time, I had to stop. I had to give up doing that show because I just didn't have time. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible, that little half an hour show, you can't imagine the editing. So I have to make sure I get enough video footage to do a show. Which is uh, always why you shoot more than you need. Yes, yep. You always have B-roll. B-roll, got to get that B-roll. And you have to make sure I had would have to coordinate with Mike he, on his recordings. He'd have to sit down, listen to all the recordings, pull out the EVPs, and then we'd have to insert the EVPs into the show, and then we'd have to sit, all of us, and analyze, you know, listen to the EVP, EVPs, and record that is, and I'd have to, it's so much. I'd have to research the property. I have to research who lived there. Sometimes yep. I'd go find their graves. It's so, so much. So, and it's all boils down to a half an hour. 
But the time that you put into creating that show is, I don't even know. I can't even give you a figure on how many hours goes into it. Especially when you're trying to do it on side. I mean, even you look at these commercial TV shows, the ones that are on Go Something are out there. I mean, you see an hour or a half hour in the things, and right. and they're they're actually hours and hours of footage right. that they they go through to make. They've this probably been filming house. for a, for yeah. a week. Because I mean, everybody knows it does Go Something that shit don't happen for, for a no. long time. No, no, no. It's and boring I mean, as hell at times. I mean, I really, I think a really good example is uh, our friends. Uh, that Mrs. Swifts and Moore, Wayne Nye, and, and Lori Parker were on Kindred Spirits. And I I would easily tell you they were probably at that property, uh, if not a week, three, four days, to, to do all that filming. And they have drone footage. And the videography was fantastic on that show, I have to say, as a videographer. They had gorgeous drone shots, and, and it's just really looks slick, so... The time involvement, yeah, that's, now, that's a most people, show. Yeah, most people know that when I started out, it was really a TV show, it was Ghost mm-hmm. Project. I mean, New England Ghost Project, mm-hmm. and uh, at that time, uh, we did uh, analog, and mm. analog uh, editing is no fun it's at tedious. all. It took hours and hours and hours, voiceovers and everything else. It was brutal. Yeah, voiceovers so, too. Yeah. Oh God. Two minutes. Wow. Anyways, wow, we went through all that. <laughs> okay, we, so let's see if more? I can. <laughs> What's that? Do we have more? Should we save it for another show? <laughs> well, we we have two minutes. We'll we'll grab a quick one now. Okay. Um. Yeah, if I can find one, uh, a quick one. <laughs> a quick. Oh, one. here it is. Uh, I know you've been doing the show for years, and I enjoy listening. What are your favorite episodes? So it's, I know it's so difficult, right? So many. So yeah. many. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I can tell you that uh, one of the most profound episodes that I had was was back when I was on terrestrial radio at the original Ghost Chronicles. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a woman who taught EM, uh, EMT doctor and, and emergency room doctors uh, grief management. And the stories she told, uh, paranormal stories she told, were, were uh, quite gripping. And uh, to me, uh, that has always, always left an imprint uh, on me. So I, if I had to pick a show, I think that to me, that would be the, wow. the show. Um, and what about you? The one that, that pops into my mind at this this moment is we talked to the guy about he used to uh, work in a, a, was it a morgue? Oh, yeah. We just and had wrote him on the uh, international show, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I I thought that was really fascinating. That was pretty and good. Totally creepy. <laughs> yeah. That we we got to get him for face uh, for uh, spirit course this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That popped into my head. I, I really enjoyed that. That show. was a good one. But there's the, so uh, many. The spirit board one was good too. I, I mean, the spirit uh, museum was good. I enjoyed that yes. one as well. Yeah. Talking. Uh, there, I mean, there are a lot of them. So we got to go, anyways. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, the show has been about you guys. We answered your questions, so uh, tune in next week. Uh, and we want to thank you for listening. 
to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojin and Pararex Radio, brought to our super duper good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And uh, become a member, join us, see 30 videos or so that you can exclusively can see only as a Patreon member. So, uh, Anne, thank you so much for joining me again. Well, thank you. I, I had a great time. Okay, so till next time, good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.